Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hi there, and welcome to episode 71 of the All or Something Living podcast. This week, we're going to talk about something that's more aimed toward the ladies, but men, you can also listen if you have a wife or a girlfriend or somebody close to you that has their period, which I'm willing to guess that you do have someone in your life like that and you want to learn more about how you can support them during this time of the month, I'm sure they would greatly appreciate that. But if that's not something that you're interested in learning more about, then you can skip this episode and move on to the next one. So talking about how to best navigate your menstrual cycle or how to really just feel good as you get closer to your period and throughout your period. Because this time of the month can be so challenging for us and can really throw us off our game. I know personally that I will feel really great most of the month. I've gotten my habits down to where I feel um, I feel energetic, I feel clear-headed, probably 90% of the month at least, but then this time hits and it totally throws me off course. I often recognize that it's not me that's, you know, I I recognize that it's the hormones that are doing, that are causing all these problems that are causing me to feel so crappy, but it still doesn't always make it easier. I still find myself like, I almost feel like I'm a different person. So not sure if you can relate to that, but it can be very difficult, especially not just considering, you know, a period in general, just a normal standard period, but it can be extra challenging if you suffer from something like a hormonal imbalance or PCOS, or especially something like endometriosis. So what really first got me thinking about how how to best navigate these this time of the month for myself and and you know I just got tired of feeling like crap around this time of the month and and I got tired of it just throwing me off my game completely and throwing me off course and feeling like every time after I got my period it's like I had to start over again. So there was one of the first things I was exposed to or pieces of information I was exposed to around this was when my sister recommended like years ago, she recommended a book to me and it's called Red Tent. And I honestly haven't fully read it yet. It's, I just forgot about it. I had it on my desk at work and then I never got around to reading the entire thing, which actually now that I'm thinking about it, I need to finish reading it. But I remember her telling me that it was basically about women who this community and there was this like red tent where when the women were on their periods, they would go into this tent and spend like the whole seven days or however long their, their period lasted just relaxing and being pampered and just really focusing on taking that time to step back and, um, step out of the community and just be with themselves. And I thought that was such an interesting and cool concept because 
we as women are taught that periods are a bad thing. We dread our periods. Um, we're taught that if we're emotional during our periods, um, that, it, that it's a really bad thing. Or, you know, when we're growing up, if we have really bad cramps and we want to skip gym class or sometimes cramps can get so bad for some that they have to call out of work. And it's just something that has such a negative connotation to it. Like we think it's such a negative thing, or, you know, if you do have to leave work because you have really bad cramps, it means that you're, that you're weak for whatever reason that we're, we're basically supposed to power through our periods. And that's probably why a lot of women hate their periods because they are painful and they do increase cravings that we don't want to have, um, or that we say we don't want to have, or, or these negative feelings. And we feel kind of personally, sometimes I feel like such a beast, like just such an angry or depressed. It depends. Every cycle I think is different, but really over the years, I've learned to see my period as such a blessing. And I'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about why that is for me. Um, but it truly is a blessing. And that's, that's kind of the first thing I want to say leading into this episode that I want to challenge your thinking of your period or your time of the month being such a negative time for you. And with, through these tips that I'm going to give you in this episode, my goal is to help you see it as a time of the month. That's actually really recharging. And that feels really good. Having a period is one of the biggest indicators of our health and our fertility. So it's such a beautiful thing. And I didn't appreciate this as much until I had been exposed to, I was in the bodybuilding industry and then it wasn't until I had left the bodybuilding industry and learned that so many women who compete lose their periods because their body fat percentage is so low that it can't sustain a baby. And a lot of women like the fact that their periods go away because they don't have to deal with it. But really what the body is indicating is that something is wrong and something is out of alignment or something is out of balance. And so figuring out how to bring the body back to balance and recognize that your period is just such a blessing in that way, just such a good indicator of health can really just help you appreciate that time of the month some more. So for me personally, I have had a hormonal imbalance since I got my period when I was 13 years old. I can't remember a time that I ever had regular cycles. Um, I always had really bad mood swings, like terrible PMS to the point where I once, well, actually this was in my early twenties. My mom came to visit me in England and this is kind of related, but I had gotten off of birth control. I was only on birth control to begin with because a boyfriend wanted me to get on it, but then we broke up. And so I, I was weaning off of it. And my mom came to visit me in England and my PMS had gotten worse than it ever had been. And I was so mean to her. I made her cry during that trip. And just the way that I felt about that made me realize I really wanted to figure out how to like, how to not be, how to have control or more control at least over my feelings or be at least be more aware of my feelings throughout PMS so that I could know when, you know, to back off of 
people or when to create distance in relationships. And I'll again, talk more about that later on in this episode. So I continued to have a really bad hormonal imbalance, especially when I did get into bodybuilding, when I was dieting really heavily, when I was constantly losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, gaining weight, when I was on all these cleanses, when I was intermittent fasting, when I was doing all these diety things that weren't really nourishing my body, that's when things got the worst. That's when my PMS was the very worst. And it wasn't until I quit dieting and I discovered a more holistic approach to health that I started to really honor my body. That's when I started eating intuitively, exercising intuitively, and focusing on nutrient-dense foods, again, that supported and nourished my hormonal health. So naturally, my PMS started to decrease a lot, and just my moods in general throughout the month Um, really stabilized. And then I also stopped having brain fog and low energy. And I just started, like I said, feeling good throughout most of the month. Now my period still hadn't, hadn't regulated at that point. So I started working with a health coach on this who specialized in the area of, of, you know, balancing hormones. And so I worked with her. I, we would chat on the phone every week and she would just listen to what was going on with me and give me some recommendations. And one of the most helpful recommendations that she ever gave me was to take a certain supplement. And I'll talk about that at the end of the episode when I share some of the helpful, the most helpful supplements that I've used. But anyway, She gave me some tips and finally I started tracking my period um, using the Kendara app. This was about five years ago now and I've tracked every single cycle since. And so working with her, while working with her, I had gotten my cycles down to 30 days, which was like unheard of for me because I was at, at one point I would go six months without one. Sometimes I would go, I I, I would often go like three months or so without having a period. And again, my naive self thought that that was a good thing because I was like, cool, I don't have to worry about it. But again, it meant that something was out of balance and, and there was something going on. And my body was giving me those clues in different ways. So I regulated it and then, um, and then just kind of life got in the way for a few years, actually, And I, but I was still tracking and I, I was trying to, I was still recovering from an eating disorder. So I was trying to like figure out how to navigate caring for my body um, while also honoring my food challenges. I What I didn't want was to get back into binge eating behaviors. And so I had to be really careful about the foods that I was eating in my relationship to those foods. So sometimes I would try to follow these like hormone balancing protocols and I could feel the urge to binge coming up because of the restriction mentality that it would bring for me. And so I would have to back off. So I spent years trying to figure out how to navigate that. And it wasn't until a few months ago, actually, where I finally got myself in a healthy place 
with my relationship to food to where I could actually focus on nutrition more. And then I realized I started taking that supplement again because I had stopped because I was like, oh, I regulated it. It's all good now. So I stopped taking that supplement. And so once I got things back on track again, I've had five months now of regular 30-day cycles or cycles between... um, between 30 and the most was like 41 days, which is an amazing improvement for me. And it's been really nice because then I can predict how my months are going to go when the PMS symptoms are going to start. And I can, I can know how that, how I can plan my month around that. So that's what my personal hormonal imbalance journey has looked like. And again, I know a lot of my friends suffer with things like PCOS and endometriosis and even hormonal imbalances. So if that's something that you deal with as well, just know that I have compassion for you. And I recognize that it can be so challenging and can feel like your body is against you or your body doesn't want what's best for you. But I promise that your body does. And that's why it's giving you these hints of, you know, what it needs. It's trying to tell you it needs something. It needs some extra support. So here are some of my best tips for feeling as good as possible leading up to about the week before however long you tend to PMS for and then throughout your period. So first of all, as I said, the first thing that I started to do was I started tracking my periods to gain awareness of them. So I have this, I use the Kindara app, K-I-N-D-A-R-A app, and I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. But I like, there's plenty of period apps out there, so you can use anything that you like the most. I've liked this one because you can also track like symptoms. When your period does start, you can track what the level of flow that you're having. Um, You can track your cervical mucus, which is a really good indicator of where you are in your cycle. And if you aren't familiar with that, you can Google that cervical tracking your cervical mucus. That's a really good thing to help track fertility as well. And Also, having a calendar of where you are in your cycle will help you to know how you should plan it, like work engagements, um, social events. It can give you an indication of when is a good time for you to schedule in like things like self-care or massages or uh, time by yourself. So if you can like look at your calendar, say somebody wants to make plans to have this big party or wants to invite you to a big party and you look at your calendar and I know this sounds silly and of course you can choose to go to parties when you're PMSing or even on your period it's up to you but it gives you some information on okay like making sure that you're not overbooking yourself during that time so that you're not completely overwhelmed because you know how it feels the last thing that you want to do is just go socialize with with a bunch of people. So if you can help it and you can see in your calendar ahead of time, you know, maybe that's not the best time to do this activity. You'll have that information there for you. So again, just track, start tracking your periods using an app or, you know, a calendar, whatever way works best for you. Something that I think is really cool that I just learned from a friend because she has endometriosis, so she really struggles during this time of the month. So she prepares fully for her period. She'll cook, she'll prep meals for the week of 
when it's like coming up so that she doesn't have to cook because she'll be in too much pain or too tired to cook. Um, she also takes care of and finishes off any important projects uh, or gets ahead on her work as well so that she can afford to take that time off. And again, of course, remember that this depends on whether you're working in corporate or you're working for yourself or, you know, your work situation is going to vary. If you are working in corporate and you do have um, kind of a say in the type of work that you're doing each day, then I recommend scheduling meetings during the times of the month, uh, like the first one to three weeks of your cycle. So after your period is over until like three weeks in, that's the, usually the best time. Ovulation is the peak of that. And that ovulation is the very best time to schedule social events and have difficult conversations or like do things like ask for a raise at work or, or hold a meeting. So, so if you can control your schedule at work, that would be the best way to navigate that. Um, so you can do that. So prep for your period, if that's something that you want to do. And then it helps to really create and generate an awareness around how your appetite changes, how your moods change. So you can journal, you can take a mental note, or you can track it in your app that you choose to use. Like I said, So notice how cravings change, how appetite increases, what mood shifts that you experiment or experience. This can also give you information about, um, about your period and, and your hormonal state. So some of my favorite resources for getting information on like natural management of your cycle without having to use birth control is... Elisa Vidi, she has a really good book out. You can, I'll leave a link to her in the show notes. And then also Nicole Jardine. And I've actually purchased a course through Nicole that was very, very thorough and very, very helpful. Um, And it starts with, she starts with a period quiz. So she'll assess your symptoms for you and see, you know, exactly which area of your cycle you need most support in. And so you can take that quiz and then she'll give you some information based on your results. So I will also link that in the show notes for you. So as I said, pay attention to those changes in appetite and mood and understand, first of all, I think so many women and probably you need to hear this, that it is normal. It's completely normal for you to have cravings during this time of the month for you to have an appetite increase, because if you think about it, your energy demands are increasing during this time, especially on the week of your period, you're going to crave things that are more iron filled, like red meats, Uh, magnesium is something that you're going to want more of. And that's found in dark chocolate. But some period supporting foods can include what you're going to want is nutrient dense foods. So the body, like I said, has more energy demands and you can meet those demands more quickly by having nutrient dense foods. And what I mean by nutrient dense foods is like veggies, um, fruits, beans, rice, the more nutrients that a food has in it, the better. Cereal is a very good option. Cereal is actually fortified with a ton of extra vitamins and minerals so that 
is very supportive as well. Dark chocolate is a great option. Oatmeal, because it's not only heavy, but it's also nutrient dense, especially if you do like, um, if you do oatmeal from scratch and you add in peanut butter or a nut butter of your choice and bananas and, uh, walnuts are really good. Um, you can do like fruits. There's so much that you can do with that. And then dense foods that are going to be more heavy and feel more fulfilling to you, such as potatoes, soups, stews, etc. So throughout the rest of the month, especially immediately after your period ends and then throughout ovulation, you'll likely crave lighter foods such as like salads and smoothies and more fresh veggies. And then as you get closer to your period, you're going to crave more cooked foods, as I said. And then the last... Well, the second to last tip really that I have for you is to schedule in self-care and naps during this time, like literally schedule in naps if you can. I am in a point right now in my cycle where I'm about 10 days out from my period starting. And so, and I'm in school right now and I have a very busy schedule. And so in between study sessions, like I set a timer for 45 minutes, I study, and then I set another timer for 10 minutes to take a break in between. And I will literally lay down and take a quick nap for like 10 minutes. Or even yesterday, I extended my rest time in between studying to 20 minutes. And I gave myself that little extra time to take a nap. I take took two naps yesterday, one during my lunchtime and one during that. So If you can and you enjoy naps, schedule that in and just recognize that your energy levels are going to be a lot lower because of what your body is working through. And so there's nothing wrong with taking extra rest and extra naps during this time. Baths are really amazing, especially with uh, Epsom salt. It gives you that infusion of magnesium that you need. Getting massages would be really great. Chiropractors are really awesome getting an adjustment for this time. And then the last thing, the last point that's very important is that you're just giving yourself grace throughout this entire thing. It helps to avoid difficult conversations. Um... If you are getting in an argument or you're feeling frustrated, just you can let somebody know, you know, hey, now is not the greatest time to have this conversation. Can we just postpone it until I'm feeling a little bit more like myself or I'm feeling a little bit better? And then you can decide when is a good time for you. I highly recommend scheduling your workouts around your different energy levels. So a lot of people skip exercise completely for like half of the month because they're feeling more tired. If you're not in the mood, if you don't have the energy to do your normal exercise, it's okay to just move your body and it actually helps. It helps your cycle if you just do some yoga or some stretching or go for a walk. And the first day or two that your period actually starts, you might want to not do anything at all and that's completely fine too. And then as the week goes on and as you're starting to feel more energetic, you can slowly build back up to that more intense exercise. And then again, once your period ends and as you get closer to ovulation, that's when you can do the most, the most intense exercise when you can start like running or, um, doing cycle class or whatever it is that you like to do. Those are the best times to do the more intense and then closer to your period is best to do the more restorative exercise practices. 
as I said before, take space whenever you need from anybody. Take some time alone. Take extra time alone if you need. And understand and recognize that this is Mother Nature, literally, and that this time is meant for you. This It's designed for you. It's your body's way of letting you slow down. It's meant to for you to relax and recharge. So one of the ways that I really love, because my fiancé... We, because we've struggled with my hormonal imbalance for so long, it's not only an issue that affects me, but it affects him and our relationship as well. So as I've learned to regulate my cycle and as I've started to feel better, we really make it a special time for us and we really celebrate when I do get my period. So I always tell him when it starts, the day that it starts, and we celebrate, he always goes out and gets me two of like, I really enjoy high quality chocolate bars with, um, lots of cacao again, getting that magnesium in, uh, or a high cocoa or cacao content. I, I need to learn the difference. And he gets that for me, picks out a really good gourmet candy bar too, and then some really beautiful flowers. And we just celebrate the start of my period and my fertility and my health. And I really love that. So might be fun for you to incorporate something like that either with your partner or with yourself. You can always treat yourself too during this time. So some of my favorite supplements to use to help, and I'll explain what each one helps with, uh, and I always recommend doing your research and talking to your doctor before you start a new supplement because of course these can affect different people in different ways. So the Vitex Berry, and I will also put a link in the show notes to all of these, but the Vitex Berry is the magical supplement that I've been talking about that has regulated, that has really helped me regulate my uh, my cycles. I actually learned from a friend the other day who did some research on it that it's not good for people with endometriosis, and that's why I highly recommend doing your research. I heard that it's good for people with PCOS, and again, it's helped me regulate my cycles, but it's going to depend for you. I use evening primrose oil. I start actually taking one pill of evening primrose oil on day 16 of my cycle, 16 to the end, or until my period starts, and that helps with PM or through my period too. That helps with um, PMS symptoms and it helps with mood swings a lot. And then fish oil pills, I take one per day for the second half. So for the for the first half of my cycle, I take two Vitex berries. Actually, for my entire entire cycle, I take two Vitex berries every single day. And then for the first half, I take one evening or two fish oil pills. Sorry, I'm confusing you. Two fish oil pills for the first half. And then for the second half, I take one evening primrose oil and one fish oil pill. And that's just for, again, hormone support. Both of them are for that. A tea that I really like to drink is raspberry leaf tea. And I start drinking this as it gets closer again, as I start PMSing and it helps with PMS symptoms and cycle regulation. So in summary, the the few things that you can do to really help yourself feel your best during this time and not let it completely throw your life off course and, and run you is to... First of all, track your period and your cycles, 
You can prep for the week of your period um, and then take a mental note and start to notice the differences in appetite and mood and energy and honor those, those changes. And then schedule in self-care and remember to give yourself grace throughout and take any supplements if you so desire. So if you take anything away from this episode, just understand that extra self-compassion and rest is needed during this time. If you try to just push through and feel like your body hates you and you just need to conquer your body, that's when you're going to struggle and that's likely just going to make things worse on you. So it's okay to just... to sit back and relax and and just give yourself this time to recharge and that is all I have for you today but the last thing I'm going to say is or ask you really is um if you're in our Facebook group and I hope that you are it's called the all or something or it's called all or something lifestyle so if you search us on Facebook you can come join us over there we have daily conversations about our goals. I like to ask different questions throughout the week and just get your perspective on things and offer advice or help whenever you need. Um, Come join us over there, All or Something Lifestyle Facebook group, and tell us your best tips for how you personally manage PMS and the time around your period. Can't wait to see you in there and talk to you some more and get to know, get to see the faces of who it is that is listening to me in this podcast because I truly appreciate you and I really want to get to know you better. So come chat with us. Anyway, I will talk to you again next week, but until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.